you you paused just a little bit longer than you normally do and i was thinking to myself oh did he not start recording yeah i hadn't started recording yet i wasn't totally ready oh so i was right <laughs> yeah <laughs> normally we're kind of like like... clockwork at this point where it's a uh, i can just kind of guess when you're gonna clap but uh, there's just a little extra pause yeah you you caught me slightly off guard and so i had to like the second I heard you say your name, I was like, oh, no, quickly stop stretching and, like, start my recording as quick as possible. That's not a big so deal I, if like, it takes a while. <laughs> I know, but I, like, waited for a second to make sure that it was, like, actually going before I, like, did my whole clap thingamajobber. Oh, good. But I'm glad to hear it, that. It was a bit of adrenaline rush at the start of the podcast tonight, so... I got a new toy. Legos? No, not Legos. Uh, what is it? I got... Is it computer stuff? No. Thank God. Not directly. Ah, <laughs> oh, dang it. It's it's a it's an electronic device. Okay. I got a robot vacuum. <laughs> you got a Roomba! <laughs> well, I didn't get a Roomba. A generic Roomba. Yeah, I got, I got a generic Roomba, not by iRobot. That's awesome! How do you like it? What? So the the brand I pronounce it Ufy. I don't know how it's pronounced, but it's spelled E U F Y. Ufy. Yeah, something like that. Oh, that sounds awesome. Uh, Yeah, so I got that on Prime Day. I was gonna say, did you get it Prime um, Day? Using some of the gift cards that I received for my birthday. Dang! And then it got. It got delivered this past weekend because it was a the newest model of the lowest end version of this brand's robot vacuum. These look really nice. I mean, they all look, none of them look like <laughs> trash or anything, you know, because yeah. nobody would buy them. Like, it's not like just because it's the cheapest doesn't mean that it's bad or cheap, obviously. Yeah. Um. So the one that I got is the Boost IQ RoboVac 11S Plus. Ooh, 11S Plus. Yeah. I gotta find that one. I'm on the wrong one. But yeah, I'm oh, very impressed by so it. Find. Is it. Is it fun? Now you need to get a cat to ride on it. Uh, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, that's a bad idea. It Cats is. suck. Uh, but I am very impressed by it. I, I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't know how, how well it would actually work or what modes it would do or like I just I'm not I'm unaware of the uh specific developments of robot vacuum technology. Yeah. But um yeah, it does a really good job. It has a few different modes that are cool. Like you can specifically tell it to um do edge cleaning so it increases its suction to maximum and then purposely rides along an edge of like finds a wall and just says let me hug this wall and stay Mm -hmm. with it as best i can um or you can just do the whole let it roam around and it'll do its thing for as long as it feels like it needs to uh Mm -hmm. so my roommate and i went grocery shopping on sunday evening we just said well this is a good way to give it a, a legitimate test run where we're not watching it so we just let it go well, we went grocery shopping, and we came back, and it was doing fine. Nice. It's it's picking up dust and dirt and stuff, um, which is both good and gross, 
but at least it's good that we have it now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was very impressed. How does it deal with like the geometry of a room? Like, does it, do you have to like lay down some like sort of markers or something to tell it where its limits are or? Uh, so, I mean, you could put physical barriers in front of it if you wanted it to avoid certain regions. Okay, so if it if it bumps into something or like senses an object, it won't continue. Yeah, so I, I was pretty surprised with how good it is at object avoidance. So okay. in its normal roaming around mode, if it is able to sense something that is, is some sort of a wall, which I assume is just a fairly continuous object that is at least three inches high or whatever, mm-hmm. um then it'll it'll keep going towards it and then just stop within three inches of it. Like, it won't even get that close. Okay. And so the way that it, like, I sent, I it has, like, a single room setting, which is more of a, gives it more of a time limit than if you just have it on automatic. Yeah. And so when I first tried it, I tried it in my bedroom. Like, I, I picked up stuff off the floor and everything, but for the most part, I left my room as it is. Like, there's stuff under my bed that it could potentially just hit or whatever. Um, but what it did, it would, if it was going to run into a wall, it would stop itself, turn a little bit, and then go in some other direction. And then after some amount of time, it would decide, okay, it's time to start cleaning the edges, which I haven't hit because Mm -hmm. I purposely avoided every single wall. And then it would ride along the edges surprisingly well. Hmm. Um, and if it hits like, like things like, uh the wheels of my desk or my piano stand, things that are not walls. Um, it'll like run into them, but not hard. Like it has a sort of bumper. Yeah. And so it never runs. And it's also obviously not going that fast. Um, so it'll hit things, but pretty lightly. Like it, it, when it was out in our living room, like I think I told you, we just have a modem and a router sitting on the floor. Mm-hmm. And that was my biggest concern was just like, how is it going to handle this? <laughs> Uh, it was fine. Like it would tap it and then just do it and then just turn around and like it was never a big deal. Yeah. Uh, it didn't like really run into them or knock anything down or try to suck up any wires or anything like that. I was very impressed with how it handled itself. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I asked specifically because in my apartment I have stairs that go down. Oh yeah, it definitely has. Do you have any uh, indication of how it would handle that? Yeah, like it it officially has, and I think they've had this for years and years. Like my my family had a Roomba for a little while when I was in like kindergarten, and even back then it was able to avoid falling downstairs. Okay, because they they all they all just have like infrared sensors. Yeah. In front of them. That's what I kind of assumed. And it can just kind of, however it does it, is able to determine, oh, there are stairs here. Let me quickly turn around before I uh, do anything wrong. run down them. Yeah. And like it's not, you know, because it's not very fast, it has plenty of time to stop and turn around. Yeah. Uh, So I don't think it's zipping around at 10 miles an hour. (laughs) Because that would be wild. (laughs) Yeah. Um, What I do like about it is that the remote control has arrow keys so you can tell it where to go <laughs> oh cool yeah so you can have a chase after people yeah you could do that uh or more <laughs> usefully instead of picking it up and 
dragging it into a room, you can just say, start cleaning and let me direct you to a room that I want you to clean. Oh, that's awesome, actually. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'm very, I'm very pleased with it. And considering the only thing that we've had to clean our apartment with is like Clorox wipes and brooms, mm-hmm. uh, which are really only useful for the oh. bathrooms and kitchen. Wait, so you haven't had a vacuum, period? No. <laughs> Ooh. Because neither of us bought one. Yeah. No, no, that's, that's very understandable. I get that. Yeah. And so I finally got this thing and it's been working wonders because I mean, the nice thing is that we don't have pets or th- or kids or yeah. whatever things that generate obnoxious amounts of dirt and debris yeah so or just like messy people like me yeah and so it just is able to pick up everything like just you know random pieces of lint or just dust like it's it handles all that very well obviously um and the other thing that i realized is that it's way more portable than a normal vacuum yeah. Like for whenever I move, it's a lot easier to take this thing with me than it is to take a full-sized vacuum. Yeah, because it's like a super-sized hockey puck. Yeah, basically. <laughs> super-sized me hockey puck. Uh, yeah, so. Well, you bought your first vacuum, so welcome to adulthood. God, I know. It felt like the most <laughs> a boring birthday because... You know, I get some gift cards. I told family members and stuff like Amazon gift cards are good to the safest thing at this point. Yeah. Um, and so I get a bunch of them and I'm like, well, I guess I'll go to Roomba, you know, and mm-hmm. did a little research to figure out, okay, should I get a real Roomba or should I get something else? And this, I went with this brand be- and there are even, there are other even less well-known off-brand mm-hmm. Roomba type devices, mm-hmm. but there are lots of uh, websites that uh, had very good reviews of this particular brand. Yeah, so uh, they paid off the right people, is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Which is fine. It works for me so far. Uh, it means they care enough to pay off the right people. So yeah, they should but, have put at least that much effort into their actual product. <laughs> but yeah, so I got so I get this vacuum with birthday money, and then I get a belated birthday card with another Amazon gift card. <laughs> and I got, I bought shorts with it. <laughs> oh my god, you are so adult. I needed shorts, man. One of the main pair that I was ranting about positively last week. Uh, it's been slowly decaying in the crotch region for a while. Oh no, Not... slowly decaying in the crotch region region is a phrase you never want to hear as a good friend. <laughs> Uh, so not, not to the point, like I can still wear them. It's not actually a real problem. Okay. But like, you can tell the seams are coming apart a little bit. Yeah. It's one of those things that happens. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about my pair of pants that slowly decayed in the crotch region? I feel like we've shared, uh, crotch based stories about pants before, (laughs) but go ahead and tell me. It was like this winter. There's one night that I was going out with some coworkers to play trivia. And oh, yeah, I got in my did. car to go to trivia, drove there, and then I got out and my pants tore like right in the crotch. Yeah. Like, yeah, we have told this story on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. Right on the seam. And like 
And so I just like faked it the whole time and no one knew. Yep. I just like was very careful at where I walked and how I walked. Yep, exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I totally get that. I'm glad you preemptively fixed the issues instead of waiting like me until you had a catastrophic failure and then had to frantically just deal with the situation. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah, it was about time. And it's good to sort of uh, get more of a rotation of shorts beyond just two pairs. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, yeah. So now you can you can come visit, and we can have Roomba obstacle courses. You're just trying to get me to visit, aren't you? I am. That's oh, this other... whole plan. You didn't even need a vacuum. You just wanted <laughs> to give me a reason to come visit. <laughs> That's right. I actually, I've actually had a. A Dyson fanless vacuum for years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other thing, though, that I actually do want to do when you visit is play some tennis. Oh, no. Because I realized, hey, we're both going to be in a bad position. I realized the other day that, that it's be been worse. like a year <laughs> since I played. Last time I played tennis was with you, so. Yeah, and, and so, and I've only played once since the last time we played oh god so so i decided I to find tennis partners i very sadly went out to the court in my apartment and hit tennis balls around for a little bit but it's just a very public area mm-hmm. like it's visible to everybody who just comes into the apartment like when you drive down a hill to come into the apartment like that's where the tennis court is Mm-hmm. so Either way. So you're going to cream me when I come visit you is what you're saying. You're well, gonna it's not destroy like... me. Yeah, I mean, that's what happened every time anyway. Hey, but I've, I've won a game or two. Yeah, a game or two. I almost won a set once. That is fair. It was, did I tell you that the last match that Andy and I played, like the day before I left, he beat me? Yes, you did tell me that because <laughs> you were traumatized. I, I wasn't traumatized. I was proud of him. You were traumatized in a very paternal way. <laughs> like you were proud, but also like kind you of know, horrified. There was like a there was a poetry to it because the prior year he and I played a lot of Madden on Max's Xbox, mm-hmm. and I would be the best team and he would be the worst team, and he beat me by like seventy points. <laughs> and eventually, after months of playing together, I finally got to the point where I could beat him at like at least 50% of the time where we were using evenly matched teams. Mm-hmm. And so that was like my big, my big development. And his was being able to beat me in tennis. Nice. Either way. That is, that ten- is some nice poetry. Tennis Mark. is fun. Yeah, it is. So are we feeling like moving on now? Uh, I, I have been. And every time I've tried to stop long enough for us to do it, you... I, I pull us back in. No, no, this intro needs to be longer. We need to get another twenty minute intro in. <laughs> okay, okay. So, like, like, do you get new tennis balls, or are you using old ones? I'm still using old ones. Dang it, Mark. Okay. For this week, Mark's got a Wizard of Id comics. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that wasn't funny for any listeners, but it felt really funny to me. Okay, so yes, as I just said, 
For this week, Mark chose a comic from Wizard of Id Comics by Parker and Hart. So, I don't know the characters. Okay, one of them is named Bung. So, Bung is sitting outside a castle holding a beverage, I presume. And from inside the castle, he hears someone yell, Hey, Bung, what time is it? Bung gets up meanders over to the sundial he looks at the sundial the whole face of it is completely dark he yells back to the castle night time so it was it was dark and and he looked at the sundial and that's how he knew it was night time uh i I think you're misinterpreting this comic which is what i was afraid of Oh, no. Notice that his back is to the sun in that third frame. Oh, he's shading the sundial. That's why I was confused. Like, why is there a sun in it? But it looks like the dial is dark. Compare the second frame to the third frame. (laughs) Mark, you can't give me complicated (laughs) comics. You know I'm not this smart. I was actually, I almost gave you one that was like a scanned uh, a scanned in handwritten comic in crappy handwriting that used a lot of big words. Oh God! <laughs> but so I didn't want to hear you struggle make me through. S- look that. stupid tonight, aren't you? <laughs> hey, we're recording early. Your mind is sharp, right? <laughs> no, that's the opposite of how it works. The later it gets in the night, the sharper my mind gets because the further from work I am. <laughs> I think that is demonstrably not true. <laughs> no, like when I get to work in the morning, I'm a freaking genius. Like, Albert Einstein can come at my life. And then slowly throughout the day, I just turn more and more into a complete moron. Okay, well, let's not, let's not worry about the, uh, the sine wave that is your intellect throughout the 24-hour period. Uh, also, the whole casting a shadow on the sundial is sort of irrelevant to the entire thing that I want to talk about anyway. Then why'd you bring it up? <laughs> Because I wanted people to understand what was going on. You wanted to make me look stupid. If that was irrelevant, you didn't need to bring it up to make your point. I know. You enjoy my pain. No, Just there, say there it. Are two, there are two distinct aspects to you, each section of this podcast. We talk about the comic. You are so happy at you night misinterpret while I'm crying the comic myself somehow. to sleep, aren't so, you? So I explain for the benefit of the listener what happened in the comic. And then... We transition from whatever is happening in the comic to what the person wants to talk about. No, I I am not okay with this. This is a fundamental level of disrespect for me as a person. You are purposefully trying to disrespect me and make me look like an idiot because you know it's not that hard to do. <laughs> uh, that's not happening at all. Yes, it uh, is. I reject your reality and substitute my own. I will make a survey, a survey, oh God, (laughs) I will survey our frequent listeners and ask them about this in my free time to prove to you that you're a butt nugget. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So that's fine, except we don't have follow up on this podcast and nobody will ever know the results of that. You know what the start of next week is. It's going to be my follow up. And you know what the start is also going to be? You editing that out and there you in go. whatever you want. See, you're learning, I hate Grant. You. I hate you. <laughs>
Also, you don't like there's some things that you have commitment to, like the cabbage thing. <laughs> I don't believe that, was so good. that you I'm have awesome. sufficient commitment to this joke that to you have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To don't. actually maintain it over the course of a week. <laughs> I am going to probably talk to two people who listen to our podcast this week, so I might ask them. Well, you can ask them. That's fine. But you think I'll forget. But that's pretty anyway. informal, and a size of two is not sufficient to prove much of anything. Oh, it's sufficient if our listener base is two. Okay. Or well, three. Even four, it's pretty close. Let's get back to the matter at hand. <laughs> I can establish a clear majority when they both agree with me. I don't know. You don't know what the you don't know what the listener numbers are. I don't because I don't check. Yeah, You're exactly. Right. Little do I know, we suddenly skyrocketed to like a hundred thousand people per episode. I, I've been adding sponsor and now slots I look like and an idiot. I've been adding sponsor slots and pocketing all the money because you don't pay enough attention. No, you haven't. I've listened to enough episodes to know that. <laughs> so you can just back off, unless they're like sponsors who give us money for absolutely nothing. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Just where where are you going with this? We okay. we've derailed for long enough. <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about clocks. Ooh. And your feeling and or use case for clocks nowadays. So I believe you know that I am one of the people who wears a clock on the wrist every day of my life. Yes, but I'm specifically saying clock. I don't want to talk about watches because oh, I think okay. we've done that before. Okay, so like clocks. Yeah, like I, I want to talk about analog clocks. Oh, analog clocks. Analog clocks. Or I guess other clocks are fine, but I, I want to talk about clocks that, yes, are just a standalone object. Okay. When was the last time you saw or used a just clock? Um, At about 4.55 today. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying your, to figure out how much time I had in, left in the workday. We have analog clocks in our lab. So. Okay. Because um, we have, I work with people who grew up with only analog clocks. So when they chose the clocks for our lab, they chose analog ones. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this then. Uh, I... Do you think that being able to use an analog clock is still... A thing that we need to teach? Sure. (laughs) I... Oh, gosh. I know. I... I'm gonna feel bad after I say this, but I feel like it's something that, like, by teach, really should be, like, a 60-second explanation. And I understand that that's not how learning, especially with children, works. But, like, they're not that complicated. There's, like, I feel like it shouldn't be that hard to teach them. And so it should just be, like, a basic description of what they are and then just, like, people using their own logic. But I understand that that's not the case. Um... And this is coming from the position of someone who already understands how they work, so they seem super simple to me. But, I don't know, I think it's a valuable 
yes, I think we should teach people how analog clocks work. Because regardless of if they will encounter analog clocks in their life, like, there's a few basic rules to them, and then some pretty basic logic needed to figure out what time it is. And I think that's a useful intellectual exercise, especially for young people to undergo on a frequent basis, because it forces them to flex at least some sort of logical skills to find out something basic about their life, which is what time is it? So yes, I think we should teach people how to use analog clocks. Okay. Convince me otherwise. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I was just curious. i started that really torn on how i was feeling about it and then as i was talking i was just like you know what no i'm gonna support this position i like this position i'm gonna go full bar on here (laughs) i don't know what that means full bar but i'm going full bar full bar (laughs) i'm sure that that one's just gonna take off yeah I don't know. Weird. I like weird sayings like that. It's something that, like in in like close peer groups, they can catch on. You know, mm-hmm. like I had a group of people that I had lab classes with for a couple semesters in college, and we had a couple sayings like that. Like, whenever we would be weighing something out out on a balance, and we would get the weight like exactly on to as many decimal points as the balance went to, we would always yell out, "Right on the nuts." <laughs> Because, like, some nuts are round and it makes a lot of zeros if you're weighing out to, like, 1.00 and or 1.000. And so it's, like, right on the nuts. And it was just funny. And that was a really dumb thing to say. Okay. <laughs> See, I promised you, the earlier we start recording does not mean that I'm more intelligent. So when you, so when you guys were saying right on the nuts, you mean as in nuts as in nuts and bolts? I don't know. I don't really know where it came. Someone just said it one day, and we just <laughs> okay. kept saying it. Okay. I don't know what he meant by it, but that was the meaning I gave to it. Hmm. Um, to me, it was it was reminiscent of a random space fact that I know. So that's why I kept using it. Because in the Apollo program, they had to like confirm their like orientation and everything and so when they would do that if they got it directly on they would say all balls because like zeros look like balls and so like right on the nuts all balls they're like the same thing it made me feel sciencey so i see that was a useless anecdote that i just added to the podcast that's okay we're full of those do you have a clock in your apartment I have a clock in my apartment. It is my alarm. Er, okay. I have a set of clocks in my apartment. They are my alarm clocks. <laughs> okay. Um, And they are all digital because most alarm clocks nowadays are digital. Mm-hmm. Are they like clock radios? Um, yes, for the most part. For the most part, what does that mean? <laughs> well, well, they're different. So, like, one's like an old iHome. So, like, I have a ancient <laughs> awesome. iPod Touch plugged into it, which is fascinating to me because the adhesive that holds the back to the iPod or the screen to the back of the iPod Touch has since failed since I first bought it, and so the screen is detached from the iPod Touch, 
but it still works. Hmm. As long as I never touch it. So it is permanently affixed to said iHome and I will never touch it again because I don't want to break it because it's nice to be able to listen to wake up to music. So it's like it's set on a playlist and I will never change what playlist it's playing out of fear that it's going to break it. Uh, you're a wake up to music kind of person? Uh, That one is. That one is because it started in college as a joke um, and has just persisted huh. because my first morning of uh, sleeping in a dorm room at college, I had an alarm set for the next morning and I didn't choose what song came up. So it was just going with a random song in my library and the song White and Nerdy by Weird Al came up. My roommate thought that was freaking hilarious given what he knew about me after knowing me for 24 hours. <laughs> And so he asked me, he's like, wait, so do you wake up to that song every day? And just kind of in my head, I said to myself, now I do. This is funny. (laughs) I'm trying to fit in any way I can. And this makes me seem funny. It seems ironic to him. So I'm just going to roll with it. And did you lie and say that you did? Yes, I did. Um and so that just kind of became a thing that happened every day. And huh. and David decided to continue to think it was funny and charming, apparently. Um, so how does this play into you shuffling things now? Well, so eventually along the line, once I had my own room, I the white and nerdy got a bit old. Mm. Um, so it's a it's a playlist of like four songs. And White and Nerdy is one of them. So a couple days, on average, more than one day a week, I wake up to White and Nerdy. Okay. <laughs> um, huh. But if anyone from college asks, I woke up to White and Nerdy every single day in college. Okay. I'll make sure to tell them. Yeah. Because so hmm. many of them will ask you. But yes, so that is one of them. Another one is like a traditional clock radio. Another one of them is like a travel alarm clock. So it has no radio. So it's just a buzzer. Um, and then fourth is my phone. So I have I have four layer redundancy in the morning. And are they, yet sometimes it still fails. Are they? St- are, do you stagger them then? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I'm not an idiot. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I just, my alarm life I learned in college is incredibly different than everybody else that I know. Really? What do you mean by that? Well, as in, I, I set, feel like mine's incredibly different. I definitely know people who, have, maybe not four layer redundancy, but, you know, redundancy. People who actually use snooze buttons, which I don't. I don't um, either. People who wake up to music. That sounds. I don't like the idea of that for some reason. See, for um, me, it's annoying enough that it forces me to get out of bed right away. I suppose, but that just that that sort of, those sort of tricks don't work on me. Like either an alarm is going to get me up or it's not, and mm-hmm. with almost a hundred percent certainty, it's going to get me up these days. And most of the time, I wake up before my alarm. So, okay. yeah, I don't know. I I was able. Uh, Near the end of high school, and then especially throughout college, I was very good at waking up consistently like five to ten minutes before my alarm went off. 
mm-hmm. unless I was running low on sleep, and then the alarm would just get me up. Mm-hmm. And it was rarely a big deal, so. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting indeed. Okay, well, shall we? Yes. I think it's time to move on. <laughs> I'm not acknowledging that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, We have... Peanuts by Charles Schultz. And we have uh, Linus and Lucy. Uh, They appear to be playing tic-tac-toe. We see an X in the top right corner. An excellent first move. Lucy says, there's my X. And then as she is passing the paper and pencil to Linus, she says, now, don't mess it all up. Try to be neat. And Linus uh, takes some time writing in uh, wherever he's going to go. And in the final frame, we see that he has written a stylized calligraphic O in a sort of medieval style in the uh, top left corner of the board. (laughs) good looking though i know and i really appreciate your description of it because when i was reading the comic i was like if mark gave me this i would describe that horribly it would not give a good description of what the o looked like because at first i probably would be slightly confused but your description (laughs) of it was gorgeous and if i hadn't seen it or i don't know it was a gorgeous description we'll just go with that well thanks so But what I was thinking about with this comic, and I know this isn't going to, this might not stimulate great conversation, but I just need to know, like, if you ever have this, this experience that I've had in my life where you're doing something and you're trying really hard to do it right and you don't want to mess up and you don't want to get like called out for messing up. And so you end up doing it like too right in a way that like is almost like as bad as messing up because like people look and they're like what are you doing like did you really like do this so to the like the nth degree that you did it like that and i'm just wondering like do you ever have the experience in your life where you're trying really hard to do something right that you end up I guess, kind of almost overcompensating and, like, doing it too right to the point where it's almost wrong. Hmm. I can think of a couple times doing that at work. It doesn't It doesn't ring as, like, a, oh, yes, totally, I, that happens to me all the time. Um, there's definitely one occasion that happened earlier this summer where I was supposed to be writing these assessments for students who wanted to take classes at our academy. Mm-hmm. We wanted to write new assessments that would allow us to get some idea of whether they were ready for a particular course. And so I talked to someone, and we had decided on a course of action, and so I had spent probably a full workday writing a number of these. Mm-hmm. And then a few days later, I got an email from someone else saying, hey, I heard that you have worked on these. I said, yep. And he said, well, let me take a look at them. 
And then he took a look at them and he said, like, ah, like you, this should have gone through me. Like, this isn't what we want at all and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, and, and it was, but that was not so much of a matter of doing it too perfectly, but I definitely put in more effort than was necessarily warranted given the situation. Yeah, you got you got caught up in trying to do it right and do it well that you didn't necessarily ask the question of like, well, who is the person who's going to judge whether this is right and well? Yeah, to some extent, that's a that's a reasonable representation of what happened. Yeah, um, but I'm curious as to your feeling because I like this is just more of a like, like if I want to try and do something really really well. I don't, I can't view a situation where I could do it so well that it's quote-unquote wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, I just have a hard time thinking of a situation where that would actually be a thing. Okay, yeah. So, for me, I've had kind of, I've had similar experiences as you, especially with work, where it's like, I was asked to do something and not given a ton of guidance, and then I, I've like I've sunk nearly like a sig- I've sunk a significant portion of a workday into doing something, and then kind of showed it to my boss, and he's like, "Oh, like that's great data. I'm glad we got this." But I meant just like make a print and rub the two faces of the print together to, together to see how much friction there was, not to like spend your whole day running a well controlled study to like find the trend of friction as it relates to like room humidity or something (laughs) like, like where it's clear that I didn't do what he wanted and I spent a lot of time on it because I was, I was trying to do it well and I was so caught up in the idea of like, I, I want to, I want to do something, and when I do something, I want it to be quality work that I can stand by and say, yes, I did this. I put my name to this till the end of time. Hmm. Where, like, in the real world, some things like that are just, like, it's almost, because there's so many things competing for our time, it's almost better to do it the quick and dirty way and say, because that's all that's needed for the situation. Yeah. They, so... That's kind of like one instance of this that pops into my ha- into my mind. The other one that I guess kind of gets more at what's been going through my head recently um, is that sometimes it specifically in terms of like communicating with my friends. Sometimes when I'm trying to communicate with not even just my friends, like communicate with anyone through internet mediated means so texting them emailing people all of these things sometimes i get like so caught up in trying to make the communication correct and like trying to do the best job at it that like there's definitely cases where like i don't even end up communicating with the person because i don't want to do it wrong like there's there's friends who are like my good close friends and like I just want to like shoot them a text message because I just like I'm curious how their week's going but then I kind of get in my own head of like well like how do I phrase this question and like how do I make it sound like I actually care about them and I'm not just like shooting them a generic text message and like so how do I like punctuate this now and 
where I just like get caught up in all these like pointless details, like all the flourishes of the cursive O, um, or yeah, no, that 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 rings a lot more true to me. Yeah, like for sure. That, the- <laughs> I guess that's maybe where I should have started. Is that an experience that you ever like have? Uh, the texting thing definitely. Like there are some people where like say something like a birthday text. Yes. I, oh ag- my I agonize over those a lot sometimes. <laughs> yes. <They're- laughs> That's why I've 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 settled on like a standardized birthday text for this year that I feel bad about, but like it makes it so I can text people on their birthday. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> because like I don't have to think about it. I just like made a message that I think is generic and good enough and I just go with it. But like Oh, I, it just, it's something that I'm struggling with currently Hmm. because I want to communicate well with people, but I also don't want to communicate poorly with people. And I'm, I'm struggling to, to strike the right balance, I guess. Yeah. Um, I feel that. And like intellectually, I recognize that I'm not striking the right balance and like, that I'm recognizing all these things that I should be changing about the way I communicate with people. But then in the moment when I'm like typing that text message to someone, I just like get in my head and I'm like, Oh no, that's not right. Like that's bad grammar. That's confusing. They're going to misinterpret this. And I don't know. It's mostly just something I need to share. I don't, I don't really know that if you have like a good answer to it or really good thoughts on it, I'd be, I would love to hear it, but I don't know, man. Like for me, I like, I don't have a good solution other than I acknowledge that that's just a part of who I am mm-hmm. is sometimes you're, sometimes I'm capable for some people of just not worrying about it too much. And sometimes you just kind of, uh, you perceive some extra importance to some message that you're going to send. Mm-hmm. And then the biggest thing for me is just treating it like a document that I need to proofread. And I'll spend some time on it, but I don't, I don't, I guess I don't agonize over it that much anymore. And that's just sort of come, come with acceptance of being like, yeah, like I'm going to do this sometimes. Uh, and sometimes it's annoying that I, my mind feels that I need to do this, but it, as long as I uh, act on it in a healthy way, it's not really a big deal at all. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. All right. To end, let's play tic-tac-toe. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. I don't have a pen near me. No? I'm smart enough. I can do this in my head, though. Actually, you wait. So? Do I have... I don't have any easy way to do this on my computer. You um, can make a table in the Google Doc. Should I make a table for us? Sure. I can just make a 3x3 three three table. Yes. We can just play on that. It won't look good, but it'll work. All right, I'll be X's because I, it was my idea. Okay. You know how this is going to end, right? No. Yeah, I'm going to win. Frick you. Or we're going to tie if you know how to play correctly. I think wait- I know how to play correctly, but probably not. I'm waiting for you. Is it in the Google Doc yet? Yeah. Refresh your page Frick. or something. Oh, okay. There we go. All right, I'm going to I'll narrate. I went top right listener, so you can think about where you might want to go. 
Are you taking this long to figure this out? Or it's just not uploading? You're going to win because I'm Just I'm go somewhere, man. I know this is wrong. Oh, my God. Okay, so Grant went in the middle. Yes? Yes. Okay. Um, Shoot, me, I messed up. Now let me take an, an inordinate a long time to figure this out. But nuggets. I ha- okay, let's just be done. You win, okay? Okay. Grant has conceded the match. Okay, let's finish it, though, because I want to see you win. Okay. Um, I just need to remind myself what exactly I need to do to win in this situation. Because <laughs> at this point, I know I've lost if you do the right thing. But Yeah, I know. I just need to remind myself what I need to do to win. Come on, Mark. Bottom right. Let's just get it over with. No. Dang it. <laughs> I refuse top? to be baited. I refuse to be baited. Come on. Okay. Opposite corner of your first one, Mark. Come on. Hmm. Yes! Yeah, I, I know. I was... I was trying to play ahead. It's okay. Uh, it oh, that's even, a weird move. But it doesn't okay. even matter anymore. Yeah, it doesn't. Oh my gosh, I won. Well, you and didn't by win. By one, I mean I didn't lose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was exciting. But I guess not. you won because I conceded, so that's fine. Yes. But I can cut everything after you after <laughs> you said don't. that you conceded. Don't. <laughs> you suck. You probably should cut everything because it's getting a bit long. <laughs> Wait, when did you stop recording?